It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day? everyone it is wednesday yes it is halfway through the week rusty yes it is hump day yes it is Woo-hoo! yes it is get excited Woohoo! <laughs> okay ah, we are going to have a guest a little bit later on in the show this morning uh marshall county commissioner mike burrows is going to be with us and so we'll be talking about the commissioner's meeting okay in the meantime, how was your evening? Your Even sports po- has had to calm down a little bit. I oh, yeah. I would su- assume that makes it so much easier. We don't really have much going on during the week now. Just the um, weekend. Well, don't talk too loud about that because we got girls basketball on Thursday. Uh, that's this all Thursday? kicked off. Yeah, next- that's all kicked off. So. Oh my goodness! We, woo. Um, I'm not sure who plays or if somebody played last night. Uh, I'm, yeah, Thursday I think is is opening night for everybody. So wow, um, Plymouth is at New Prairie um, on Wednesday. We might have no. This is Wednesday. No, that's Thursday. This is I. Today is Wednesday. Ha- hump day. Halfway my... through the week. Tomorrow is Thursday. Oh yeah, and then I said woohoo. Um, <laughs> yeah, remember. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it becomes actually a little more difficult when nothing's going on because <laughs> it's hard to find. People don't pick up our newspaper to read about the Cubs or the Bears. Or the Astros or, or the Braves, the Atlanta for, Braves. For us, that's filler uh, <laughs> yeah. because people want to see pictures of people they know. They want to hear stories about people they know. It's a local newspaper, so we... Try to do, when possible, 100% local oh, sports. Oh, yes, definitely. And we got enough, believe me, to, just if you wonder, just look in the spring. There's plenty out there. The problem is... Getting to all of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then when it's like hiatus, when you're in between, you still need that content. Well, right. you got to really, really, really work hard to find it. <laughs> So it that's uh, not good. Well, and then 
the people that you have actually laying your pages out and putting them together are constantly screaming about why there's not enough pictures. Uh, that becomes an issue as well. <laughs> Uh, because if you have somebody that won an award, you can probably find an old picture of them to put in, but anything, yeah. Yeah, that becomes an issue as well. It's a, is there any art with that sound of oh. voice? Uh, yeah, you don't think about what that. What would but... you like me to take a picture of? <laughs> well, It actually didn't happen. It's just compiling information at this point. So, anyway. Life is tough, but yeah. sometimes. Well, you know, do what you got to do. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Uh, I guess we that's do, the one um, thing. Although, you know, even with the radio now, I mean, we didn't used to have to worry about pictures. We just told you about the fire. Right. Or the crash. And right. now, you know, if you can get a picture. You got your web presence. Yeah. Pictures have always been golden. And it's something that I always believed was that, well, it's just a simple rule in the newspaper business faces sell papers so you want as many faces in your paper as you can possibly get because that's what yes. sells your your product because people you know it, it's like if you if you have a pilot sports section that has you know world series action in it you got you know you got you know, the, yeah. the, the cubs are coming up and they made a trade or whatever but then you have a picture of uh, Mrs. Smith's grandson uh, swinging a bat or catching a ball, and boy, you're going to sell a couple more papers uh, with Mrs. Smith's <laughs> grandson than you are with... Well, because, you know, grandma's going to want one, and the other right. grandma's going to want one, right. and the mom's going to need right. one, yeah. And everybody's going to have to see it, and that, you know, and it just, it, that's what we do. We're a local newspaper. We're going to, we're going to... Anything we can find that's local, that's taking precedence. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, so. you're right. But Friday, we do have football, too. So still got some teams playing. I really hope we got some playing after Friday. <laughs> It'd be nice to... Well, I know LaVille beat Bremen on Friday night, mm -hmm. which my husband graduated from LaVille, the first graduating class out of LaVille, actually. Mm. And so um, I, I know he was excited that... They've had a really good team for a number of years and just have never been able to get past the pioneer bump. Yeah, well, yeah. Who won 70 some straight games or some ridiculous thing. And um, so they were always in their sectional. So when they moved up, it's like, yeah, we got a chance now. And then guess what? Pioneer moved up into the same sectional again. So uh, that's who they play Friday. And uh, that's who's beaten them out of the tournament, I think, the last, like, God, five years, four years, something like that. So, well, um, they got to We get have to push them one. through. Yes, we this do. This Friday night. Culver has Judson, which ought to be interesting. Another um, tough one. Yeah, North Judson's good. Um, and then uh, Triton is still, oh, and Triton, ooh, boy. They play one of the best teams in the state of Indiana who's been one of the best teams in the state of Indiana for about as long as I've been alive. So uh, um, South Adams um, over by Fort Wayne, they are really, really good. Number two in the state. Oh, so, yeah, that's... Yeah. And they got to go over there, and it's a two-hour drive. Oh, that seat. <laughs> so that's going to be... That's going to be a fun one. But, you know, as they say... 
That's why they play the game. So a two-hour drive, yeah. though, that's tough. It is. I don't know. That's that's what you get. And somehow, you... I think I would take my kids. I I think I would. Uh, I think I'd hurry up and feed my kids at the school after school to make sure they got some food in their belly and then put them on the bus for two hours to drive over there. Well, they're going to have to leave almost right after school. Yes. That's tough. with that distance of a bus ride, you want them off the bus for a while. Yes, so that they can, you know. Even before you warm up, you want them off the bus for a while. You don't just get off the bus and run out on the field. No. Well, if you're a baseball team, you do. But uh, other than that, no. <laughs> nope. I remember those back when I was playing 430 starts. You'd pull up, you'd make three throws to warm up, and bang, play ball. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, but that's baseball. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. Warm up as much, not as, <laughs> not as much chance to get hurt. Or oh something. yeah, there is. I know. Oh, believe me, I know there is. Yeah. Anyway. Jeez. Okay. Well, let's talk about a little bit of local news okay. before our commissioner gets in here. Uh, yesterday morning, while you and I were doing the show with the judge, the judge. Oh, here's another one. How about this? Do you remember that? Here come the judge. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. 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 He wouldn't remember that, but you and I would. <laughs> he might. I bet, you know, he's a judge. I bet he's heard he's that. He's a new judge, though, so I'm not sh- I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, while we were doing our interview, there was a groundbreaking yesterday morning, and thank you to Greg Hildebrand for covering that for us. Uh, work is going to begin yet this fall on a 40-unit workforce housing development that's going to be built out at the corner of Baker Street and Richter Road. So it's kind of across, kind of like across the street from New Song Church, mm-hmm. the new church that's out there. Right. It'd be east of Riverside Intermediate School mm-hmm. um, down there. There's um, a, a big lot that was actually set aside um, to be a commercial development lot that it could have some commercial businesses mm-hmm. and there's a that whole development out there was a planned unit development that included some residential uh, multifamily and then commercial piece of it kind of they were going back to the era of a lot of them have like garage access on the alley and the old old-fashioned type of homes more where you went you know, came in your alley to get into your backyard to park your car, not out in front. And you had neighborhood grocery stores and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So that's the concept they were working at. Um, and obviously, that there there are a number of single family homes out there. But um, Kevin Berger, who is a developer uh, from the Culver area, um, actually has done uh, just completed recently a workforce housing project down in Culver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a lot of specialized financing to get this done. And uh, he's been working with the Indiana Finance and Community Development Authority uh, to get this done. But uh, they are going to be building 40 units, townhouse units, here in Plymouth at that corner project there. And then to go along with this, there will be uh, a eight that will actually be up in La Paz. Now, they didn't break ground on those yesterday. They're going to wait and do that in the spring. But that 
they broke ground on the big one here for us yesterday. And these are like family-oriented, entry-level homes um, that, you know, he he's thought enough like, okay, we're going to have kids here, so sidewalks and um, play areas and that kind of stuff. I know down there in Culver, they have one, there's an area where there's uh, some grills and a, a mm-hmm. big pit, like where they can sit out and have a campfire or whatever. I know they planted some raised flower beds out so that people could, act, not flower beds, they're vegetable beds, where they could actually plant little gardens and do that kind of stuff. So it's kind of exciting. Um, also, it is within walking distance to both the intermediate school and the high school. So that'll be a nice thing. Um, there will be 36 townhomes and there'll be four flats, which are single stories. Uh, 28 of them are going to be three bedrooms. So they're definitely looking for the family situation. 12 will be two bedrooms. So uh, I think it's I think it's exciting. Um, and I did happen to go to online last night. I can't remember if it was a BZA or the Plan Commission. Uh, Board of Zoning it was. Um, they they needed a couple of variances. They, he needed a front yard setback variance. And he needed a lot, a lot width variance. And one of them, I mean, both of them were only a few feet off. Like, I'm going to say... Gosh, I should have brought my notes in. I'm going to say the lot width is supposed to be 64 feet, and he needed 62 feet. Um, And the front yard setback, I'm going to say, was 10 feet or 12 feet, and he wanted it at 10 feet. So it wasn't gigantic uh, differences um, about that. But uh, I'm just excited to see this for young working families um, who aren't making gigantic bucks. Yeah. To be able to have some new housing. Obviously, the new housing development that Collins has done, Centennial Crossings, north of the park, that is a higher end than what these are going to be. Those homes out there, I think, start around two twenty-five, maybe, or 200000 something like that. Um, and I'm not exactly sure what their apartments run. but uh, So that happened yesterday morning while you and I were here on the show. But uh, okay. I do especially want to thank Greg Hildebrand. Uh, for covering that for us. So the Recycle Depot, I know Marianne was in one day while I was gone. Um, they are collecting shoes. November 15th is America Recycles Day. And so the Marshall County Recycling Depot is hosting a November shoe collection. This is actually in partnership with um, an Indiana nonprofit that's called Changing Footprints. And they are collecting shoes of all types and sizes and conditions to supply needy families. So shoes that you wore once or twice, maybe gave you blisters or whatever, or you bought them special for whatever, an event, um, and can be reused by somebody will be reused. But those shoes that cannot be reused will actually be repurposed. Um, old running shoes and walking shoes are actually going to be recycled by Nike Grand Grind. Um, so they're going to grind those up and make them. So um, they are collecting shoes. Uh, and if you would like to help out now through the 16th, so I am definitely going through my closet because I know I've got shoes there. 
Um, if you would like to donate and you have a lot of shoes, they're asking you to put 10 pair of shoes in like the, the tall kitchen trash bags. Mm -hmm. Put 10 pair of shoes in there. And, and each bag you have would have 10 pairs of shoes in it. That kind of way it makes it easier on them on, on counting too. So um, go through the closet. Not only are we looking for coats now, but we're also looking for used shoes. Those, those rusty, those running shoes that you have, you know, that you've just run every day and run the soles off of them. Yeah, I run this out is... of I, I run out of shoes like every couple of weeks. This this is a way to get rid of those old shoes. You're like, I don't know what to do with them. They're I'm not going to wear them anymore. But this is a way to get rid of those things. Um, you can drop them off out at the Recycle Depot. They're located at 1900 Walter Golub Drive here in Plymouth. Um, for more information, you can give them a call or you can check out their website at myrecycledepot.org. So. Clean out the closet. Check for the shoes. That's one of the weekend projects we're going to do at our house this weekend. Okay. The good. whole house. Very we're good. We're probably going to have multiple bags of shoes, I'm pretty sure, because I think I can probably fill up one bag myself. Okay. Well, <laughs> good for you. Uh, Sunday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, Officer Crynock with the Plymouth Police Department uh, did a traffic stop on US-30 at Pilgrim Lane. During that traffic stop, he found the driver, Darius Thompson, who is 29 from Fort Wayne, to be driving on a suspended license. He was also found to be in possession of marijuana. He was lodged in the Marshall County Jail on a $500 cash bond. Okay, this happened at 4 o'clock at 6.15. He was released on his cash bond. And uh, he will appear in Marshall Superior Court Number 2 on November 30th for his initial hearing. Where is he from? Fort Wayne. Oh, okay. Did he have that $500 on him? Probably. Because he just sold some. Now, wait a minute. You're con <laughs> allegedly, 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 we need to make sure we put that in there. <laughs> I'm just. There are, you know, some people actually do have money in their pocket. They aren't Whoa, like us. Okay. All right. I haven't had $500 in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. Collectively, I haven't had $500 in my pocket in the last 10 years. Uh, the Marsh County Purdue Extension Office is going to hold their annual extension meeting. That is going to be coming up on Monday, November the 22nd. And it's going to be held at the Marshall County Community Center at the fairgrounds in Argus. Cool. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. It begins at 530. Tickets, if you're a board member or a youth person, tickets are $10. If you are a guest, tickets are $15. And that includes a meet and greet, a catered meal, and this year, they don't have a specific topic or a special guest, but each of the Marshall County Extension educators is going to speak briefly on the program areas that they work in. So uh, Karen Ritchie will be talking. I, I am sure Karen Ritchie will be probably talking somewhat about her experiences of going out to the Marshall County Jail and working with the inmates out there. The biggest thing is the while the extent the annual meeting is going to be on the twenty second of November, they need the reservations and the payment uh, by this Friday. Okay. So um, and they are limited to one hundred and fifty people in that location. I think it's great though because they're using that new hall. Remember they used to have oh, to yeah. go to the Pretty Lake Church, which that catered meal out there is fantastic. And who knows? Maybe the church will cater the meal there for them. There and they, it didn't say, but uh, 
they actually have a location now where they can conduct a meeting like that. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another police report. This one also comes from the Plymouth Police Department. This happened on Friday about 7.15 in the evening. Officer Beatty responded to a motor vehicle accident at the corner of South Michigan and Louisa Street. So just south of the viaduct. Heck, that would be right close to your home, Rusty. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I heard Seven o'clock Friday it. night. You were at a football game. I was at a football game, yep. but my kids were home, and I think they had traffic. I don't know. Somebody got hit pretty bad out there on Friday night. It was, like, really crunched. Uh, well, during the investigation, it was determined that Dennis... Oh, I hate these names. O-R-D-O-N-E-Z. Ordonez. 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 Who is 34 from Plymouth. He was actually taken into custody for operating while intoxicated and operating without ever receiving a license. He was lodged in the Marshall County Jail on a $1,500 cash bond that was paid the next day and released. Um, his initial hearing will be on November 23rd in Marshall Superior Court Number 2. So, yeah, I didn't think about that being right there by your house. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> didn't know you lived in the exciting part of town, did you? Um, actually, yeah, I did. It's oh. actually a little bit worse than when I lived in North Michigan. Whoa. So far as things go, not things happening in front of the house, but so far as emergency vehicles oh, going, going by south. almost <laughs> constantly. So, yeah, I don't know why, but seems like there is a lot more vehicles, um, ambulances mostly, headed south. So. Well, I, some of that would be probably going out to... The highway, uh, maybe. The uh, highway or Miller's that we get, yeah, you know, fire calls and, and that kind of stuff out I that just way. know there's so. a lot of them going by. <laughs> so. um, another uh, police call. This is actually from the Sheriff's Department and happened on Sunday about 2.15 in the morning. Um, and this was on US 6 near the curve at 1C Road. So... I'm not exactly sure where that is. I bet that's over there. Is that over there by uh, Playmore Golf? Golf about uh, Playmore have to be. or the you know the golf? It's the only curve I yeah. can think of. Um, Officer Ilya, when the Marshall County Sheriff's Department responded to a call of a vehicle off the roadway, uh, the driver was identified as Deontay Wilson of Elkhart. He's 39 years old. He was found to be three times over the legal limit for alcohol. He was actually booked into the Marshall County Jail for operating a motor vehicle with an alcohol content of 0.15 or higher and operating while endangerment. And uh, he is going to be in Marshall Superior Court number three on November the 9th. He was held on a $1,500 cash bond, but released Tuesday in the morning, about 4.30 in the morning, with no judicial review, which actually means that the officer who arrested him on Sunday did not get the paperwork completed, his, his probable cause affidavit or whatever, didn't get his paperwork completed. And so um, they, they let you go, but you're not out of the woods. You may be out right then, but you're going to be back. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to come and get you, so... Yeah. Come and get you. Yeah, it's not done. 
(laughs) I also put a story on that I thought some people might be interested in. um, And it's the popular drive-through Christmas light display at the Indiana State Fairgrounds and Events Center. And um, this is a huge uh, event. The show features singing snowmen that are over 20 feet tall, a life-size nativity, there's a candy land, a giant American flag, and a spectacular 240-foot wall of lights. This this is the largest synchronized show in central Indiana. And it'll be open from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m., November 12th through January 2nd. And you can purchase tickets online to go to the show. Um, there are time slots, like, for when you got to be there. Because, you know, just like any, if you've ever oh, gone yeah. to any, yeah. I mean, you can get just loaded up and it's crazy. So it's $30 per car load, <clears throat> up to eight people. Get down on the floor, under my legs. I'll hide you. Uh <laughs> $50 per car load if you have 9 to 15 people. And $75 per car load. This would be more like a bus, I would think. 16 to 35 people. I'm not sure how you would get that many people in It'd a car. It'd have to be a bus. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was one of those clown cars. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a family event. It's about two miles long to go through there. And you see... You know, glowing snowflakes and dancing candy canes and elves and tunnels of lights and just a whole lot more. So um, there is a height limit on going through. So 11 feet tall is that. But uh, I just thought that there would probably be some people that would actually. I kind of think it would be kind of fun to drive down and do that sometime. Uh, The Arthritis Foundation, the Salvation Army and Indy uh, humane are among some of the local charities that actually receive proceeds from cool. that event. Yeah. So, um, they do tell you uh, some tips. They called this the sidebar. Make a quick stop at a por- at the portable toilets before you start the show, because it's going to take you a little bit of time to get through. Um, it, it says know how to tune your car radio because there's music that goes along with this and you're going to tune right, to yeah. a special channel yeah. on your car radio to listen to the music that goes along with it. And here's one that's not always the easiest anymore to figure out. Also know how to turn off your headlights. Well, so uh, you're going to drive through and and you know not not ruin the the beautiful display. It's, a lot of times you can just have your parking lights on. Right. Your lower lights. You're not going to be driving that fast, obviously. Uh, so why would you not know how to turn your lights on and off? Well, these new cars, sometimes, uh, you know, they have the automatic the turn-ons and turn-offs yeah, and the beams, high beams and the low beams. and kind of, uh, it would be like driving your car into the rain and not knowing how to turn your wipers on i seems like turning your lights on and off would be sort of a an important life but skill do, do to you, have do you i mean i get in my car and the lights just automatically come on well, no, i don't yeah. have to you know touch a button no, or I anything turn them on and off. 
Oh, well, see, I don't have to. See, Mine... well, my kids don't have to either, but they still know how to. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like, you know. But if like... you get in a car, typically, your, your car, you yeah. get in, the lights come on, so... you know, you turn the key or you push the button. You don't even need a key. The, you know, okay, now now I'm here in this line of all these people. Oh, my God, how do I turn the lights off? Uh, uh, You know, and you're fiddling around. They don't want that. They want you to test it out and check it out beforehand. Well, <laughs> I, I would think you would have done that before this beforehand. I that, that A lot of people don't think so about what, that. You're, you're telling me you don't have get in the... Have you gone to Winding Brook? You, you don't get in the car and check your rear view mirror and your and your side view mirror and adjust them and no. adjust the seat and then put your hands no. at 10 and 2? Uh, my, my, I think my car, when I touch the doorknob to open, I, it's like it has my fingerprint or something. It moves the seat to me, to fit me. Automatically. <laughs> and the last thing they suggest, bring some snacks. So they don't allow tour buses uh, with more than 35 capacity or limos will not be admitted, which I think is kind of because you could put, you might be able to put. Probably has to do with the size. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. of it. But I just thought that might be something fun that folks might, you know, want to do for the holiday. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Look for lights. No, oh, I love lights. Places to light. I love lights. And in fact, my daughter has her Thanksgiving tree up already. Thanksgiving tree. Yes, it has turkeys and pumpkins and fall leaves on it. Uh, yes. So that's how they get around it, huh? Yep. She put her Thanksgiving tree up this weekend. Uh, one of those. Okay. Um okay. I'm not a humbug guy, but you know, you I should talk to your wife about this Thanksgiving tree. No, she you actually... should not talk to my wife about a Thanksgiving tree. <laughs> you should not. Katie actually wanted to put up a Halloween tree, but she was looking for a black Christmas tree to do it with. <laughs> Rusty can't even speak. <sighs> A Halloween tree. Yeah, she wanted a black. Well, she, yeah. oh look what I said. She wanted a black Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted a black evergreen tree. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I no. No, this is just not. This is not okay. It, it's not okay. Okay. I'm sorry. See, Halloween is celebrated with scary things, not a a tree. The tree with could be scary. A black How tree with be, ghosts and witches. Trees aren't scary. Well, depends on what you decorate it with. Monsters are Ske scary. Skeletons. And, Skeletons are yeah. scary. Oh, okay, a skeleton in a tree. Ooh, I'm afraid of that. You know, what's it? What's it's the, trapped in the tree. Part Can't of it get out. Skull. Uh, yeah, like a skull yeah. on the top of the tree. That would be... Well, I think a skull sitting on your kitchen table is a little scarier than a skull and, and a tree. And think about it. I mean, she's got grandkids oh, who are selling five this. years old, three years old, one year old. Oh, so you're teaching them that, that Halloween is... <laughs> ooh, let's have a happy tree with skeletons on it. They're happy. I don't know. We'll have little lights on it and just... 
This is mommy's oh. obsession. Leave what it alone. I need a tree in my house. Fun. Okay, what, when are you going to have your 4th of July tree? Some people do that. Oh, no, they don't. People yes. don't have 4th of July trees. There are, I guarantee you there are some. There are no, there's no way they have 4th of July trees. This is, this is gone, this country has gone mad. Mad, I tell you. If you have 4th of July trees... When you're gonna have your Indy 500 tree, you gotta have a bunch of cars on it, and just I put your cars. This, on this it. is crazy. This is insane. <laughs> it's also 139 dollars. No, that is not okay. You it's got it's got like oh. uh, the one layer of branches is red, the next layer is white, red, right, red, white, red, right, and then the very top piece of it is. Uh, Blue My with the stars. Faith in humanity is completely dashed. Oh heck, people, people have Valentine trees. Oh, they no, keep the they, tree up well, in January. You know, well, I can see that because there are people who see what you're doing is you're you're legitimizing the people who don't take their Christmas decorations oh, down. Not, well, until they July. take that, No, they do take their Christmas decorations down. They just leave up their tree. And then they decorate it for the different oh. events and seasons. I just wonder how you dust it. Oh, I, oh. Here's a, I got a white tree. Here's a pretty white tree. It has blue lights on it. Um, it has red balls on it. And then it has red, white, and blue bows on it. That somebody did so. Yes, you can have holiday trees. Somebody else just texted and said, "Yes, they're called Christmas trees, and you put them up in <laughs> December, and they come down on the first of January. That's what trees that decorate are. Scrooge. That is what they are. You're a Scrooge. Yes, I am, because there are seasons for a re. There is." There's a reason for the seasons, okay? You oh, don't, I think I've heard that before. Got, <laughs> I'm just telling you. This is I. I'm. My faith in humanity is completely... I, it was on a thread already, and now it is completely gone. <laughs> completely dashed. Oh, you poor guy. Uh, th there are people who actually... Okay, here's uh, one of our listeners. that They have uh, the grapevine tree, so you know what that is. You know grapevines. And, well, I and know you grapevines, make... but what, okay. what do they have to do with Christmas? You, Jesus they, turned the water to wine, not when he was a baby. <laughs> he was a little older before he started dealing no. in alcoholic beverages. But, I, I don't. But they're made, they take the grapevine and they make them narrow at the top and wider at the bottom. So it's like a the shape of a Christmas tree. And they have lights on them and they usually sit them on your front porch. Okay, why would you do that? You have, you have Christmas trees that are shaped like Christmas trees. You don't need to do it with grapevines. Because you can do it all season long. And then you change it for the different holidays. You put fall, you put leaves on it. In the spring, you put flowers on it. You know, maybe a little bluebird sitting on there. Come on, Rusty. Get with it. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I know exactly what I'm missing. Uh, Wow. Well, our guest is here, so let's take our first break of the morning we and can get do that, that done. Oh, I um, didn't bring you a prize. I was going to say you were too busy uh -oh. decorating your uh, <laughs> November 3rd tree. You know, let's uh, just do some more lottery tickets. Oh, okay. I got a four-pack, I think it is, a four-pack. It's got a $10 scratch-off lottery ticket in it. 
probably a three dollar, a two dollar, and a one dollar. But okay. I know I'm pretty sure there's four scratch offs on there. Well, so. we're going to give it away then. Lottery if tickets. If you've won lottery tickets in the last six months, please give somebody else an opportunity to win these. Uh, so we're going to give them the caller number seven at nine three six four zero nine six. 936-4096, caller 7, getting some scratch-offs. You know, most of us have it pretty good. With a flip of a switch, our homes are warm. Open a closet and then try to decide which coat to wear. Yeah, most of us are pretty blessed. But there are a lot of folks, kids and adults, who struggle every day just to stay warm. This is Steve Kaiser from Mildred Ford. They are predicting the winter to be cold and snowy this year for sure. And that's why I'm asking for your help. Please search through your closets and see if you have a coat or two to donate to warm up Marshall County in this our 23rd year. Just drop them off at Oliver Ford, WTCA, Beacon Credit Union, First Source Bank, Bellman BP Gas Station, Dr. Joel Schumacher Family Medicine, St. Michael's Catholic Church, or the Pilot News before November 17th. Please make sure they are clean and ready to go when we distribute them along with new gloves donated by Hoosier Old Wheels, hats donated by FOP 195, and new kid coach from Walmart and Plymouth at the National Guard Armory on November 20th from 10 to 12 and Sunday, November 21st from 12 to 2. But that prep takes time, so please drop off your gently used coach any size for kids or adults at any of our partnering companies before November 17th. Please do it today. Thanks to you, we can warm up Marshall County. You're always up for some fun with the family. So you order the essentials, a new board game, some baking supplies, and even a new projector for outdoor movie night. And with the Bank of America Customized Cash Rewards Credit Card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, which could increase up to 5.25% as a preferred rewards member. Rewards which you can put toward an extra treat that everyone will enjoy, like an old-fashioned popcorn machine. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding and apply now. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Your hometown station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA.
It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA Implement. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. Nathan W. is our winner. Nathan, call us and tell us if you win, please. We like to know we brightened somebody's day at some point. So, Nathan, thank you. All right, so... Are you telling me that the Coma Star's in town? We have Mike Burroughs well, yeah. with us this morning. and uh, you, you picked up on that? I, I guess I, I You're should. too busy decorating your tree over there. <laughs> you know, I've got a theory that the Midwest invented all these different trees because we are under a permacloud from mid-October to February. You know, that's not a bad theory. Yeah. So we had to do something to brighten somebody's that's day. That's definitely not a bad theory. Those are not, I don't have those. So, yeah. <laughs> They're on my desk, honey. Yeah. Um, She's not calling me, honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So my, my one caller says, I have different colored lights for each of the holidays See? that she puts uh, on the grapevine and, tree. You know, that's I, my I, theory. I, I, I think it's a good theory because the best 11 months of the year are winter. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, well, wait a minute. Okay. Orange, orange lights for fall. Bright white lights for Christmas. Red lights for Valentine's Day. Green lights for St. Patty's Day. See, we didn't even think about that. Gosh. Oh, no, red, white, no. blue lights for the Fourth of July. You could do Easter with little bunnies on yeah. there and have you know pastel lights. Yeah, I can definitely. Hallmark see it. makes money in the Midwest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So yeah. there you go. I was going to say, you're not going to go to Yonkers. <laughs> hey, we like got to put up the tree, man. Come on, don't take the tree down. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're not going to You're not going to fly into L.A. Oh, dear, the espresso is being ruined by the tree. Please take it down. <laughs> you know, it's not, it, we're, you're not, no, no. Florida no. doesn't have this issue. <laughs> I've seen palm trees decorated for the holiday for Christmas, not definitely for, uh, for Christmas, not for Thanksgiving, not put, for St. Patty's Day. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> put, let's put a gator on the tree. <laughs> let's put lights on the gator. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, thank you. No. All right. Well, we do have Marshall County Commissioner uh, Mike Burroughs with us this morning. The commissioners met earlier this week. And um, yesterday, we actually had Judge um, Sarber with us, which, gosh, that was such an easy interview. And, how he, he's so knowledge- knowledgeable and talkative. And it just, that that time went really fast. Um, but As I, opposed to? No, no, not at all. Not at all. But you, you normally. I got that. Bing. You, yeah. you would have yeah. normally been here on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, thank goodness. Mike is now retired. Oh, that's and right. And he has a little more time on his hands. Yeah. So I text him and said, can you move to Wednesday or Thursday? I'm very flexible now. <laughs> as long as my wife says I am. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, don't you have a list of things you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> a my, uh, list? I don't when know. When are you putting the tree up? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I learned yesterday on my first day of retirement that I could not be a buddy to my granddaughter. She can be a buddy to her mom and her grandmother, and I can be a buddy to her dad and my son, Dave, but her and I cannot be buddies 
I am her popsy, and that is final. So okay. I got the law laid down. Wow. <laughs> so I know my place now. I am popsy, and that is it. <laughs> no buddy, no friends, just popsy. Nope, you're popsy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like to have you be my buddy instead of Popsy. I was going to say, when, when, uh, when, when we need a couple of bucks for buy a new tree, exactly, uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll be a buddy then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we did have a, a, a busy uh, commissioner's meeting, although the agenda didn't look super bad. Correct. Um, but we did get into some discussions that were a little bit lengthier not, yes not we all did of them, but uh jason peters from the county High- oh no first up was midwest maintenance and right i hate to tell you this mike but i gotta leave this on you because i actually got to the meeting late and um so i missed m- almost all of that discussion well it was uh, a very part, small I, this discussion is, this is what i wrote see you next spring exactly <laughs> <laughs> they uh the scaffolding will be coming down uh, between now and, and the middle of next month, uh, at the latest, uh, up at the top, because the boards that are on the scaffolding are not, the scaffolding is not snow weighted rated, uh. and, and so OSHA requires those to come down um, <clears throat> to below the cupolas, I believe, is where they're taking it down, and that all the repairs have been made up top so that scaffolding should not have to go back up in the spring in may when they come back also uh they told us that the wood has been delivered to oh. the carpenter who's oh. doing all of that um and there's only oh that new special wood yes the new oh, special wow. wood is at the warehouse and is it Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. and um, so that will be ready to come in May, which was good news. They, and this is where they came back and actually um, took meticulous measurements yes. because they are going to make it exactly like it was before. Correct. And so it, it, that's going to take a lot of time. Although I know there was some wood at the very top of the spire that they were going to take off, and and they were wanting to get that replaced yet. Yes. This fall. Um, before now the scaffolding the metal part will remain up but the planks that they would walk on that is going to come down and and the very top of the scaffolding right. that was added when they realized they had missed that yes <laughs> at one point in the yes. contract that it was supposed to be up there um that the upper pieces like to the clock tower faces right, right. will come down <clears throat> totally but then the metal will stay around um, and they'll take the planks off that they walk on. Right. And the, the sprinkling system that they have installed, which we had none before, is all <laughs> ready to be tested either later this week or the first part of next week. And so that should uh, pass with flying colors because it's brand new. I wonder uh, how they test that. I mean, do they turn I, it on and get everything wet inside? I have no idea. <laughs> and That's the above thing, my pay grade. <laughs> I'm wondering, I would think that there's not heat up there in the t- in the top of the tower well that it, it would have to be there's not the, much insulation so the heat rises so i'm assuming that in the pipes will freeze yeah february so i don't know if they drain them or how that how that works or there's a constant flow i would imagine that oh, keeps them from just freezing keeps moving okay yeah. all right so we'll see a little action yet um going over there at the right at the courthouse but They'll be back in the spring and finish it up, and yes. it's, I think they said, mid-July Correct. that it should be completed. Um, and, they, and and while it started with 
the top of the tower. I mean, they have done brickwork, oh, and I yes. saw them with the pressure washers yes. washing the the masonry work yep. and um, the stairs on the east side of the courthouse. There was a had been at one point a steel beam across there that right. was holding them up. That steel beam over time has disintegrated, and so they had to put a, have to get a new steel beam in there. And that's why you'll see some cones, which typically nobody goes in and exactly. out on that side anymore, yep. Yep. Uh, on the sides. But, uh, you know, there's still work, a lot of work that has to be done. And getting all of that wood back on there. Um, if you look up there, and it's kind of hard to see now with all the scaffolding, but louver, there are louvers up there that really are, have been louvers. So yes. <clears throat> like the louvers in your, you know, the windows or on a closet door a lot of times. Um, and it was open behind. I know that they had mentioned a couple, a meeting or two ago, that they're actually going to have a backing on there. Correct. It'll look louvered on the outside, right? But there will be a backing to protect that right. uh, on the inside, which makes more sense too. Yeah, we're so. we're retaining all of the original structure look yep. with with refurbished and restored wood and brick and windows. And then there will be a celebration. Later this summer, uh, to celebrate yes. the anniversary of the courthouse. So correct. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of exciting. Uh, next on the agenda was Jason Peters from the County Highway Department. Um, he he got he gave you guys a, there was a road cut you had to take care of. Those are pretty simple. That was yep. for surf air. That's yep. not too big of a thing. Um, he did say. Um, he's been working towards uh, purchasing some new dump trucks for the department um, that would be on a lease. They they've they purchased the last group on a lease, and now that lease is coming. No, it's actually the it was to do the oh, oh, I'm trying to there are two pieces of equipment that are coming off of a lease. Right, um, are going to be replaced with, with these some dump trucks. Right, but so the payments are going to stay the same. Right, however, just like everything else. Like every other vehicle, it's the chassis are somewhere on a boat out in slow slow boat to China or from China, and not expected to be here till the end of 2022, maybe possibly 2023. And the the older adult services is experiencing right. the same thing. They ordered new vans, and they're not going to be here. Um, so you know, it's a trickle down uh, logistics nightmare. It, it it is and it's affecting everybody yes now um the loader uh, that he had uh sold it on the government website yes uh got sixteen thousand seven hundred and fifty five dollars for it i know when he was going to trade it in right uh, for the new loader and it was some it was very low poor yeah, yeah. what they wanted to give him and so yeah. he went on the gov site and was able to get a substantially higher dollar amount for it and the new loader was delivered yes and so they have that so they're working there he also had a question for you guys he had has a v-box sander um that he wants to sell but and he tried to sell it on the gov site and it didn't meet the price that they had put up for it and now he's thinking that this v-box sander will actually fit into one of the new trucks. Correct. And do I have to sell it or can I take it back? It's right. really the question. Right. And we decided, you know, if you think it's going to work, let's not sell it and yeah. wait wait till the new trucks come in and make sure that it works and, and 
that it can be used because it's not it, it, the problem was the usefulness of it, not the age of it. Mm-hmm. And so if we can use it, great. Let's not sell it and put it to use. Uh, yeah, he actually had to ask. Uh, they were, the price for it was going to be $9,000. Right, so right. it needed to be above that. So, I mean, it, it, it still had life left for it. So. Yes. Um, he talked a little bit about the 2021 road program. Um, more, more projects have been completed. Um, there are still some that they're working on. And um, I know Mill Pond, he was able to get down the the millings and spray those. Um, And so then that that he's done that on several roads that will get them through now. And then in a year or two, they will come back through and they will put a a surface over top of that yet. So, yeah, hopefully by the first part of next year, that'll be one of the first projects to get completed i drove out at the request of a resident on mill pond uh to drive you know what what is there what they've done and what they took care of the potholes but now it's like a um it's like a gravel road oh yeah Mm -hmm. um and and i and i sent this person a, a message and i said well they're getting it ready for uh paving um you know project um I mean, the goal was to get it done this year, but obviously weather-related determination uh, factors in heavily. And so, you know, it depends on weather, and and there's going to be quite a few projects um, that we would have loved and were on the program for this year that aren't going to be able to be finished just because we've run out of uh, Hoosier hospitality weather. (laughs) Well, and he he said this was a Band-Aid. Yes, and then we'll we'll finish it off yep. in next year's road program. So, yes, yeah. Uh, well, if you got a pothole, just put a tree in it because everybody <laughs> everybody will feel feel happy about it. And then it everyone then. can decorate yeah. it with hubcaps, yeah. and they can <laughs> smile as they go by and say, "Oh, isn't that pretty?" Yeah, yeah, okay. I like it. Good idea, Rusty. Thanks. Um, <laughs> that one's free. Okay, buddy. Yeah. I'll yeah. bring it up to the next commission. <laughs> Good idea. I think I think Kevin would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he also talked a little bit about the community crossing projects. They are not complete yet either, and this weather that we're getting is yeah. making making it a little more difficult. Um, several of the projects are completed, and actually, um, they were hoping to be out at Pretty Lake yesterday. Yes, and, they were out there. Okay. As I, on my way to Mill Pond, I, uh, drove, I drove that, that way, checked yep. that out, and uh, they they are working on getting the second lane done. The one lane's done, so hopefully they finish up either yesterday or today with the sunshine. Uh, I know it's cool out there this morning, but at least it's going to be in the 40s later, so hopefully they can get that project completed around Pretty Lake for us. Um, but they do still have work to do down around Culver, yes. and then there's a piece on Muckshaw. Um, that they need to get done, yep. and, and they they are hoping that they are still going to be able to get those done. Typically, the asphalt plants close about mid-November, yes. so they're you know depending as long as we don't get a lot of uh, rain or snow or something like that, then they may be able to still get those projects done. Yeah, Michigan yeah. can keep that up there for a while. Yeah, longer. please. Ugh. Um, he got two quotes for the bridge inspection that are going to have to be done. The problem is that INDOT needs three. Yes. I mean, he sent out two more than two. Correct, but, but only two came in. Yeah, only two came back, so that's going to have to be redone, uh, seeking requests for proposals on, on doing the bridge inspections for us. Um, and then he gave you guys a little bit of an update on some of the bridges. Um, bridge number 88, 
does not qualify for I don't know what. It, <laughs> so it's <I> a <laughs> historical, my understanding oh, is that's it's right. a historical bridge, so it doesn't qualify under, it takes a separate guideline to do that repair. And, and so it doesn't qualify under the current road or bridge repair items. And since that one doesn't qualify, he is now looking at Bridge 231, which is on Center Street in Bremen. Yes. It is a historical bridge, and it'll depend on the timing because of the historical part of it, on yes. the timing, um, if they can get that taken care of or not. And then he also talked a little bit about, and I don't know where these two are, Bridge Number 5 and Number 9. Um, <laughs> there are some issues to determine gas lines. Uh, you, you guys you really don't think about it, but when you drive over a bridge, underneath that bridge would be where your gas lines are going. Sometimes yes. your utility, other utility lines are going through there too. Correct. Um, and so they're still trying to determine if those lines there are still be, are being used or not. So um, or need to be moved. Yep, and that that's then that causes you know more timing to to get those projects done. And he's given you guys uh, a draft of his 2022 road program so right and he normally um in the past uh he'll he'll come with a road program that he designed not the commissioners the commissioners right. approve it jason brings it and um we look at it and then jason sends out requests for proposals and we approve those in december so that they're ready to go come spring and um the road program actually, you know, I mean, Jason works with his township guys who go out and they kind of, well, this road in my territory, we really need to look at this road because it's falling apart or, the, you know, it's just been pothole patched. Right, right. And so those guys come back and give him ideas and then he works with those those ideas and tries to pare it down to make it something that obviously is fundable. Yes. Um, and and <clears throat> our hope will be that the state continues with the community crossings money and that there'll be um, the opportunity for some additional funding there. That those, those grants have been really lifesavers. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and Jason's goal has always been to try and get people connected to main routes. Uh, whether you're going um, east to Bremen, um, west to Culver, south, you know, we try to get those main uh corridors that have the most traffic counts taken care of first and i know some people disagree with that um and you can't fix all the roads at once because the the problem is you fix a road well then you have to put it on a maintenance program and you have to spend time you know not only doing the new roads but also maintaining existing structures so it, it's a constant uh battle and struggle to keep track of, okay, we did this two years ago, so it probably needs sealed uh, in the upcoming year. Um, and, and this one we did, you know, sealed it. And so two years down the road, we probably need to chip and seal. So it's on a constant rotation of those roads. And and that is not actually his determination. He goes to Purdue Road School. Yes. And and at road school, they, they actually tell you, you take care of your best roads first and then you work your way down on these other roads so if you put a new road in um maybe maybe you're chip sealed a road and then two years they come through and put a seal coat over it yes 
you know, people are saying, well, why, why are you spending money? You just did that two years ago. Why are you yeah. see my road? Because the state wants us to do this to preserve and lengthen the condition of that new road we just put in. We'll get to your road. Yes. But. Yeah, we're following state uh, guidelines. It's not a mandate, but if we want to continue to get state funds, <laughs> uh, you better use state uh, guidelines to get those funds. Exactly. Uh, next on the agenda was Pam Schweitzer-Betts, the veteran service officer. Uh, uh, she is the busiest person in the county, I think. Uh, <laughs> Holy you know, cow. She really is. Um, and um, takes care of, uh, unfortunately, she ends up taking care of more people than just people in Marshall County. Yeah, it's um, almost a, a four-county um Veterans Services Administrator. And you have that ability. Yes. I mean, each county has their own, but yes. um, she says most of the people she deals with is from Marshall, Elkhart, Stark, and St. Joe counties. Correct. Um, and they come to work with her because they really like her. The uh, best thing about her report, Kathy, is the VA has stepped up their program to answer questions and get people documentation and funding. And and that's the big thing. And she does talk about... Uh, there are 32, she mentioned that she has been working with 32 vets um, and that she's actually bringing back um, back pay of over $432,000 Correct uh, for these veterans. Monthly, she's bringing into Marshall County for veterans $43,000 a month. And so um, she talked a little bit about the DD-214s. There had been an issue, and I, I think maybe still out in Washington, they're not... Everybody's not back in the office right. working because of COVID, uh, which, which really had put kind of like a, a stop sign out. Right. It was causing a lot of issues. Yeah, we're not like Wendy's where you you just close the <laughs> close the doors and wait for people to come back. The the VA um, went on a not basically a lockdown, but those people needed to be at work in order to get DD two fourteens to the veterans um, that. You know, so that they can use those then to apply yes. for the benefits that they qualify Correct. for. And yes, if you don't have your DD two fourteen, you're sunk. Yeah, it makes it really difficult. Um, while she was there, uh, then Greg Hildebrand from Marsh County Economic Development Corporation was also in the audience. So he came up. Kevin asked him to come to the table and talk a little bit about the veterans portal. And that veterans portal <laughs> is to try and help veterans who are unemployed and who are employable to find work. And so um, it was suggested that Pam and Greg work hand in hand. Um, and, and Pam said, uh, please get me that information. Um, so uh, hopefully Greg can uh, get that sent to her. And so she has that as a tool in her toolbox to give to veterans who may be um, seeking part-time or full-time employment um, in, in our um, industrial park uh, through manufacturing apps and and what Greg said is that sometimes um, these manufacturers put their applications out there and a veteran will use it and he he won't get that information they they'll bypass uh, that veterans portal just to go directly because the manufacturing firms don't hide their identity on that portal so if uh, <clears throat> excuse me Hoosier Tire needs an employee, they'll advertise on the Veterans Portal, and that person has the opportunity then to go directly to Hoosier Tire. Instead of going through yes. the portal. Yeah. The, the nice thing about the portal is, though, that um, 
there's been somebody help Hoosier Tire actually translate that job into kind of like military lingo. Yes. So somebody who worked, you know, I don't know, doing what in the military can say, oh, well, this is kind of like what I did when exactly. I was in the military thinking, <clears throat> what do I know about tires? Yeah. You know, right. Um, so it, it kind of helps them. And, and obviously, um, we're looking at uh, a couple of bases where people are retiring out of the bases. And it could be somebody who just spent four years. Right. Um, you know, they went in as, as a high school senior and they did their four or six years, whatever the requirement is now. And they're done and they're looking for, you know, come back home or they need a new job. And so they can get into that portal and see what is available here. And I know a lot of our employers are posting their available jobs on there. And a handful um, are actually, we're seeing those applications start to come through now. So Correct. It's a good thing. Yeah, so it's a win-win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next on the agenda was Ken Jones. <laughs> he is from the engineering firm that was hired by the health department um, to do a, a study of Marshall County. Actually, back in 2019, the health department hired them. And they started to look at all of Marshall County to find locations. There are two prime ones that come to mind to me. Inwood, the trailer park at Inwood, and there's a trailer park in Queen Road. These are rural trailer parks where, you know how trailer parks are. They're parked in there close together and and they're living on septics because they're out in the country. Um, Or around the lakes where we've seen growth around the lakes where used to pretty like used to be a summer cottage lake it is now a full-time residential lake um and they do have they finally did move over to septic system out there but other lakes here in the county are are not like that and so it gets difficult for those folks when their septics fail and they need to have repairs or they need to have a new system Um, a lot of times lake lots are the same thing really small i don't have a place and it sometimes it could get down to I don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah. You're you're you've got a house. You can't flush the toilet. You know, we you can do a pump and haul for a little bit, but we have to come out to we've got to kind of find some solutions. And so the solution has been to look at a regional sewer district. And so Ken Jones has been at the commissioner several times. Um, and he guys kind of came back to give you guys some information, um, kind of talk about the process of this regional sewer district of creating one. I mean, it's not like the county commissioners to say, yep, let's go ahead and do that. I mean, they have to get permission. It's an application process through the state. And, um, you know, it's it's not a simple, simple thing. And so he was there to kind of talk, walk you guys through some of the steps um, and then he talked a little bit about um, the locations, and I'm going to let you take it from there, Mike. Come on, Kathy. <laughs> You're doing so good. <laughs> that the, the, when, and I wasn't here for the original, you know, discussion with Ken on the sewer district. <clears throat> My understanding was, and is, uh, from the beginning, the concentration was to be on the lakes, starting at Lawrence Lake, going down to Lake Latonka. Um, because homes are um, <clears throat> on septic systems, and these houses, 
um, are within such tight quarters, there's not room to put a new septic system in. And so you either have to go to a mound system, um, and, and it all depends upon the soil. Um, and, and what we don't want to do and what people need to realize is we're also talking about water quality, not just the lake quality, but the drinking water quality your well of water. your wells. Yeah. So the state, and I, I want to make sure that everyone understands this, the state made laws. Indiana Department of Environmental Management, IDEM, made laws for septic systems. And so it's not the Marshall County requirement. It is the state requirement of how far a septic system must be from a well and not only on your own property but distance from your septic system to the neighbor's well and distance <laughs> from your septic system to the neighbor's septic system and also to the lot lines so there are guidelines that have to be followed to meet state guidelines in the county so the marshall county commissioners um, are proposing that the first and foremost focus of this Marshall County sewage district be the lake area, um, also known as PSA 11. Uh, and it will go from Lawrence Lake down to Latanka. And we've had several interested parties that live on those lakes that are in favor of this passing. Um, just as Pretty Lake, um, just as Max and Cucky, um, what you have is you have an increase in property value in those lakes that have done this. Um, yes, there was probably some remonstrance at the beginning, um, but the ability to get federal funds now in order to do these projects lessens the cost not only to the county, but to the state and to the residents, um, making it a good time to look at this. And if a property, as you said, if your septic fails and you're on a lake lot, you either condemn the house because yeah. you, you can't get a building permit, you can't get a septic permit, and so that house is worthless. You can't so, sell it. No. Nobody's going to buy it. Exactly. A, a prime example, actually, is Craig Kulteist, a county surveyor. Uh, his wife inherited the family home, I think it was on Hawk Lake, but it's down in that area. Yep. And, the, I mean, they tried to buy property from the neighbors and across the street. And, and I mean, they they tried everything. They wanted to do a pump and haul, which means, you know, you basically you put a tank out and your tank, every so often they come and, haul, you know, haul yeah. it away. I mean, it just, yeah. it just sits there and waits get full and then they haul it away but you can't survive on that correct um there has to be a, a solution and so um when when ken first came a few months ago um and presented you the results of, of his survey work he actually had made a recommendation of projects initial projects that you would submit with your application that says this is where we want to do our, our initial work on correct um, but these are also areas where we're we're looking at right and um, you guys have had a lot of opposition 
from the people in the Tyner area and the Tea Garden area. And um, so yes, or at Monday's meeting, you guys actually officially made the motion to look at the lake area instead of that being your initial project. So that will change your application a little bit. You're going to put this lake area in instead. And, um, you know, Ken actually talked, though. He has had people from Lake Latonka contact them because they want this to come to them. Uh, there's also an area over in Bremen. It's Donnybrook. They, he's had contact from those people. It's a rural subdivision. And they want it out there. So there are people around this county who really realize the benefit um, and that there is a need for it and, and want these projects. Uh, so I did do a news story today that listed out the location because there are 15 areas uh, that have been designated. There's more than that. I mean, there could be more than that, but these are those congested areas. So a prime one would be Tippecanoe. Yes. It's another little community, yes. rural community. There's no, nothing close by. Um, and every house in that little community is on a septic. Yep. And, you know, some people may have a big enough yard that they could put a, sept a second septic in. But a lot of homes built back in the day, you, that wasn't in your mind. Nowadays, when you build a new home in the rural area, you have to have, here's where my septic is going and when this fails, it's not if this fails, it's when this fails, this is the location where they can put the next one. And, and that that area then, you know, you can't put a garage over there. You can't put a swimming pool. I mean, you could probably put an above-ground pool on there until that happened, but you yeah. couldn't put an in-ground pool <clears throat> on there. Um, so it's looking to the future. And, and I've heard it for the last several years. It's not when if it fails but when it fails correct and they do all fail eventually yes. yep um and so the story i did actually list out today all 15 locations i did that because there have been i feel and this is my personal opinion although i've talked to some other people about this too <laughs> there have been some jabs made to county commissioner kevin overmeyer that baroque isn't on the list and Baroque is actually on the map. It's number 12, and they're not in any numerical priority areas Correct. or anything. Correct. Um, I, I, you know, it just it started at the top of the county and kind of worked their way down the west side and around and back up to Bremen is number 15. Yep. Um, but Baroque is on the list. So I specifically listed out all of the different locations. Thank you. Um, so that people would know. And, and, you know, I kind of I kind of feel sorry for those people maybe at Inwood or those people at the Oak Crest subdivision here in Plymouth, south of town, because you guys just told them, sorry, you're not going to be on this first go around. Um, and that could be detrimental to them. Um, but from the complaints you got up at, at Tea Garden and Tyner, it was going to be a project that the initial project was going to be Tea Garden, Tyner, Inwood, and a subdivi the subdivision on the west side of Michigan Road, just south of the cemetery there. And it was going to be put together as one project that would be shared, the cost would be shared by those four different areas. And um, 
they were trying to make it feasible for everybody. The smaller communities are going to have a harder time um, being able to afford it. And so they bringing in that, that Plymouth piece of it had a lot of homes. They were going to hope the plan is to hook them up to Plymouth because I think there's already a home or two in that subdivision that's going to Plymouth right now because they've had issues. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to share the cost. But uh, the the official change will be now that it is going to be the lake area south of Plymouth. And the, the question came up, and I'll go ahead and hit this one right now, um, even though the public comments were extensive. Um, even though the commissioners and Ken Jones um, and anybody else, even though we designate the lake area, once a board is formed, a sewage, Marshall County sewage uh, board, they can have the opportunity to make changes. So the residents of Tyner and Tea Garden said, yeah, you can say that now, but what about later? Well, that's probably 20 years down the road, and I'm not going to be commissioner then. Um, and I don't want to point out those people's ages, but they probably won't be around either. <laughs> so... You know, you got to think toward the future of uh, your estate is going to have to handle this if you don't handle this now. And, and so you're looking at the future of homes and those values. And if they're condemned, that value is zero. Uh, and so to try and have some foresight to help the um, the safety and health of Marshall County residents that's why we are pursuing this. It's not to, uh, somebody said, you're just trying to increase the tax base. Well, first of all, sewage does not technically increase the tax rate. It could if your property rates go up, but that also means the value of your property is going up. Um, so it, it's a win-win it's a uh, as opposed to a win for the county and loss for the individual. And that's what we are trying to point out. Uh, we're trying to do the the best bang for the dollars that we spend um, that is under the Marshall County, you know, taxes uh, that we're using to improve properties, not to the detriment of anyone. Um, and so I think you will see in the future um, some more changes in this sewage map. Um, that's been proposed um, that hopefully Tyner and Tea Garden residents will be happy um, with or happier. I'm not sure they'll ever be happy, but happier um, that we are looking and we have heard. Uh, they don't appear to trust anything that we say um, or do. And so we've listened to them. Um, I, I'm not sure it's the right decision for the long term, um, but stand by. Um, you know, when Ken was there, he did. There was some discussion about the board, and he said, you know, it's really up to the county of what they want to do. Um, he says typically the sewer district board would be three to nine members, um, and most of the ones that he has done. Um, are five to seven members. And obviously they go with the odd numbers so that you don't have a tie vote. Right. Um, he said there are a few uh, that are 100% customers 
yes. that are, are on. But <clears throat> typically, um, it, it's appointments, and the majority of the appointments will come from the county commissioners. The county council also do have some appointments. And um, it was recommended that, obviously, in this case, like somebody from your health department would be on that committee right? Um, because they have some expertise. And that, that would be one thing, too. You're, you're not just looking for Joe Blow to be on this board, but you're wanting somebody who maybe is a lawyer or a financial expert or has some expertise in septics. You might have... You might have Montgomery Well Drilling, somebody from that place, or somebody who puts in septic fields on that board. Um, you know, it's it, it'll and it'll depend on what is decided of the makeup of that board. And Correct. then once that board is appointed, um, which the earliest will be next spring at if the this earliest goes through, and once they're appointed, then it's not like full force ahead. They haven't seen this study. Right. It's it's going to take them several months to go through this study that was done by Jones, Petrie, and Rafney. Um, so they're going to have to come up to speed, and they're going to have to look at these sites. They will probably hold some public meetings right. uh, to get you know input from folks, um, and actually even to get approval to move forward with this sewer district is going there will be at least two required public meetings correct where folks can come to um and and that's the one thing when we get to that point we're obviously going to want you know you're going to have your tiner and tea garden no sayers there yes but we're going to want people from around the county who definitely do have an interest in this to to show up at this meeting and be and and show the support for it too yes because idem will be in charge my understanding from Ken Jones, <coughs> excuse me, is that the IDEM will be in charge of those meetings. It won't be the commissioners, right. and it won't be the council. It'll be IDEM who will hear the concerns, um, both pro and con, uh, of the proposed sewage district um, application that Ken Jones will prepare on behalf of the county. He'll bring that back to the commissioners. Is he actually preparing that on the half of the county highway or county health. health department yes okay yes so but, but it does need commissioner and council yes signature or approval correct so um it there there are a number of steps to go through yet before oh. we get there ken made an interesting comment I, I forget where he's at um but he said we're just now finishing up a sewer project and it oh, took yes. 25 years from start to end. So, you know, people think that we're we're railroading something through. Uh, we're just at the very beginning. We we are still in the application process to IDEM to formulate this. And, and it'll be a long narrative. It'll be Ken's report along with our map. And, and that will all be submitted. Um, and then IDEM takes over. Um, and then once we get that through, and then they'll do the public hearing yes. here up here, so people can come yes. and voice that. Then they take all that back, they mull it all over yes. again before they make a determination. Correct. Um, and I do want to say that this first change um, to do the lakes area is estimated to be about a twenty million dollar project. Correct. Um, and his target rate. 
for the monthly cost for this is eighty to ninety dollars a month, is what he's hoping. And I and I do get um, where you know some of the, the comments on Monday's meeting. Well, I can go to the bank and get a loan to put in a new septic system, and then I pay off my loan and I'm done with it. If if I had to hook on to your system, I'm going to have a payment for the rest of my life that is never going to go away, which is true. But is your property going to have space where you can put on that next septic system? Exactly. Um, and in fact, at the county drainage board meeting last month, yes, we had a gentleman. Where was he from? Do you remember? It was over in that area. Yeah. And he, he had to get approval from the drainage board because his septic system had to be piped across uh, an alleyway or a road that went across our county highway uh, control ditch. And so we had to grant a variance for for that to happen. And his house had burned in a fire. <clears throat> and his septic <laughs> didn't pass then Correct. to build the house back and have a septic system there. Fortunately, he had ground yes. on the other side where he could get to. But not everybody has that ability. That's exactly right. And so um, it, it's it's going to be interesting. And there again, that's a state requirement. It's not right. a county. And you guys could have said, sorry, we can't have you go over our, our yeah, drain. You know? right. I mean. Figure something okay. else out. Yeah, you're going to have to come up with a new idea. But yep. Yeah. And, it, and, and faith is very good about being creative on these septic systems that have failed. Working with the soil conditions um, and, and all of the state requirements to try and get people to stay in their homes and work with them so that they you know are qualified she talked uh, faith actually talked about that sometimes repairs can run as high as 20 to thirty thousand dollars correct depending if you've got to go like with one of those mound systems yes. or something so it's it's big and she did say that the last resort is to actually abandon the home that's the right. last thing she wants to do she'll do everything that she can in her power yes but it could be extremely costly and at some point there could be no alternative. Right. So you got to look to the future a little bit. Um, so anyway, that that was the sewer discussion this for this meeting. Yes. To it, be we, continued. Had, yeah, we, they, they're, they're coming up every <laughs> meeting. So we'll see where things go from there. Yeah. Uh, next on the agenda, you had the Marshall County Museum. Linda Ripley was there to do her quarterly report with the Historical Society President Mike Miley. And actually, Linda is retiring, so yes. she's almost done uh, with her duties. Um, but she talked a, a little bit about uh, you know how things are going. They did receive a community foundation grant that is going to help them with some audio visual uh, upstairs in one of the rooms there. So they were happy about that. Um, they did receive uh, an award from the state on an outstanding project. It was actually the J.R. Kuntz photography um presentation i guess that they that they put in the museum so that was excited and actually that will be up until the end of november so um, people you can see it in the windows right there. right um come <clears throat> and come and check that out um the state is going to have a christmas tree <laughs> that will have ornaments representing the 92 counties here in Indiana on it, and Sharon Osnaber 
had made has made a, an ornament for Marshall County. Uh, it represents the transportation side of things here and the five routes, the historical routes that we have going through here. And then on the back side of it is for Chief Menominee. So they're they're already thinking about the holidays and the trees down in the state house. No Thanksgiving trees though. <laughs> Um, she talked a little bit about uh, Trunk or Treat. They participated in the downtown Trunk or Treat that was at River Park Square last weekend. Also, the ghost tours in the basement. They had wanted to do the actually haunted museum, but because of COVID, they made a change. Um, and so they would take groups of up to six people. It could be family, an yep. office group, or whatever. And they made over $400 uh, with people coming in to go down into the dungeon of the museum and check out the decorations that they had for Halloween down there. If you've never been down there, I highly recommend it. It it is full of so much artifacts that is uh, unbelievably amazing. It, it really is, yes. definitely. Um, and then Kevin actually was amazed at the attendance yes. of her report. Out-of-state attendance. Yeah, really. 277 people um, from out-of-state. And believe it or not, the majority of them are people who are traveling and like to go to museums, not genealogy, which really they are big on. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not so much for genealogy, but they, people just like to go to museums. And it, Mike Miley said what's amazing is these aren't people who just come in, take a look, and walk back out. They stay for hours um, because the our Marshall County Historical Museum is very well known and has been written up as one of the places to come. Um, and part of that is due to the uh, Visit, Visitors Bureau does a good job promoting it, and they promote themselves. And, and so these people come in from out of town, and they'll they just they're historical buffs and, and love mm-hmm. to view um, view that and and you know give high remarks and and take the time to visit, and they they form a friendship with these people. <laughs> they really do because they hang around for hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, there was also a little bit of discussion about some signs that are missing in the county. One of them, <laughs> there's the second meridian sign that is missing. Um, and then there's a trail of death, I guess, sign that is missing. Right, and right. so uh, uh, Kevin's going to see if he can help maybe through the state and find out, you know, nobody even really knew about this second meridian sign no. for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> And, and then uh, Linda also took time to thank uh, the County Highway Department um, for putting up the new, and I've actually noticed them. Yes. Um, you can actually see them at Center and Jefferson. They're going north uh, or east and west. There's a new sign that has been put up uh, for the Lincoln Highway right there that you yes. can see both of those. And Jason's Historical uh, crew highway. has put those up from Plymouth to Donaldson. So you can check those out. Uh, next on the agenda was Ward Buyers for Community Corrections. They are in the Community Resource Center. And um, on the agenda, it just came out as, as a lease. So I thought, oh, okay. It's a new year. They got to resign their lease or something. But he actually um, brought with you the guy that he would like to move across the way in, uh, into a larger suite Correct. than where they currently are. 
Um, currently, they have about 11,000 square feet. They are going to move across the street and or across the hallway and have 18,000 square feet that has five offices and a conference room that actually could be turned into three more offices in the future. And um, the advisory board of, approved the change. Um, there, He initially last year signed a five-year lease. So this new lease will be a four-year lease. Correct. And they're switching locations with Cardinal Services. Um, obviously, the more square footage you have, the more you pay. And so uh, the new rate is going to be $2,651.73 a month. Um, and because of that, he has to come to the county commissioners and get approval for that. He'll also have to come to the county council next next week and get approval for that, too. So Correct. While he was there, <laughs> he did go ask you guys, since I'm moving across the hallway... The county's internet is in this suite, and we need the county's internet to be in that suite, uh, which is not just pulling a line over. It's much more than that. You have to get lines into every room and all of this, plus the phone service is involved with that, too. So he had a cost estimate of $7,596.19. Uh, to move that, and he asked the Marsh County Commissioners if they could find funding for that. Well, I'll tell you what, I know a guy. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for something, he might be able to help you on that price. So. Um, and the commissioners did agree. They, they're they going to look in their budget. Um, they're hoping maybe in their telephone budget there will yes. be some funding in there. So. Yep. Uh, Matt <clears throat> Hassel, uh, the Marsh County Sheriff, was there to apply for a grant uh, from the Drug-Free Community uh, $2,500 uh, to purchase supplies for the D.A.R.E. program. That was approved with no issues. Uh, not on the agenda was Marshall County Coroner John Grolake. He, too, was there to apply for a grant. He actually got some information from the state uh, for a, it's a sudden, unexplained death of an infant. Sudi. Yep. Something like that. Sudi. Sudi. And um, they said he he qualified and got money last year to do this. Um, and there was an extension on that grant for another $500. And so the county commissioners approved him applying for that $500 that came actually at the recommendation of the state yes. uh, to do that. So. And the, thanks to the auditor for bringing it up to John's attention <laughs> and saying you need to do this. So, yes. Yes. Um, when the, the auditor suggests you apply for a grant, you apply for a grant. <laughs> uh, well, when there's free money laying out yeah. there that's open, why not? Exactly. Um, the county attorney's report um, talked a little bit about the ACLU lit litigation, which is continuing, but getting better. Yes. Um, thing, things are, you know, more loss, lawsuits have been dropped off, uh, especially on the overcrowding side of things. Um, there is was a tort claim notice from Helbling um, that you guys are turning over to uh, yeah your your insurance company for that. Um, oh, let, can we talk quickly about that lien? Oh that actually came up last last month in one of the and, meetings, and I didn't exactly understand it. And then I I just kind of kind of got lost. But there is a gentleman, Paul Graber. Who has filed a lien against 
the town of Vargas and the Marshall County uh, Jail in the amount of $30 million, that's million, dollars. Um, allegedly, um, his son was arrested uh, in Argus and placed in the jail. And um, so he, as a common citizen, uh, filed this uh, lien, which we believe to be frivolous, and um, so Jim Clevenger has talked to the Argus town attorney, Derek Jones, um, and they will be working together uh, because it, it's a common law. Normally when you have a judgment and you file a lien, it's because of lack of performance by a contractor or an insured uh, builder or something like that that didn't do what they said they were going to do or you, you don't pay a, uh, a tax or something, and so a lien gets filed, or you, or you don't make right. a payment and a lien gets filed. You know, If you don't pay, make your poor mortgage payment, um, you're going to have to pay that off before you sell the property. And, but with, with this being an individual who has filed this law, there's certain steps that have to, it has to be handled differently. Um, so the attorneys are working uh, to see what we can do uh, to get this thrown out. Um, we believe uh, that they will work in our interest, uh, both for the town of Argus and the county, um, and get this dismissed. And hopefully, uh, as the discussion was in, in the open meeting, uh, work at preventing any more liens by this individual um, to be taking up time in the recorder's office or time by our attorneys to defend uh, such lawsuits uh, coming forth in the future. It, re it, it really is like a frivolous yes. lawsuit, basically. Yes. Um, that's just wasting time and money Yes. Um, for, for everybody involved. So um, he talked a little bit about that. Um, trying to think think if there was anything else that I thought that he had that was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> now, come on. Everything Jim, everything Jim says is interesting. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, he, he, his stuff really is. I think that's maybe. Uh, oh, there was a discussion. Deb Vandermark came in. There was a discussion. Um, there's... There's one precinct, um, basically a Plymouth precinct that has one home in it. Yeah, it's on the it's 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 a little notch attached to Center Township. Goes into West Township. Okay. And the reason that it was there was there is a residence there, and it didn't fit. And so, in the past, um, we had to have that precinct and. Because of that, we could never report 100% um, voter turnout or voting uh, results because that one precinct was there. Even though nobody lived in the house, we kept it there. Well, or now nobody was a registered voter yes, there. And now that we have open voting, so you can vote in Argus if you live in Center Township or, you know, in, in in Bourbon or yeah, Raymond or yeah, wherever. wherever. Yeah. You can vote anywhere. So 
the state has recommended that we do away with that. And so we're following their guidelines. Uh, Deb Vandermark um, brought it to our attention. Uh, actually, um, it affects the council more so than it does the commissioners, uh, and it affects the town of Plymouth. So the town of Plymouth, the city, is going to have to do some of the same uh, in drawing up their redistricting, which has to be done before the end of the year. And so a resolution will be made by Attorney Clevenger that will take care of this issue. And so it will um, take away from um, Center Township uh, or Center District 2 from the commissioner, Mike Burroughs, uh, and give part a one vote, uh, basically, to uh, Culver, uh, to Kevin Overmeyer, District 3. Um, that might be the difference in an election. It could be. It could very well be. And but it, since the commissioners yeah. are voted on at large, it really shouldn't. Um, but it could have a uh, – they talked about a split, and I didn't totally understand that uh, after they talked like about me losing a, a, a vote. Yeah, I, the <laughs> ballot, you know, the ballot. Yes. issues but yeah. it, because of this one home um that right now has no registered voters in it so it was approved but, as recommended yes and you guys wiped that got that yes. off your plate got that off the plate <laughs> that was heavy 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 duty stuff <laughs> it was well i think we've covered the meeting i think now. we did um i can't think of anything else okay so um, with this new retirement, Kyle, I, I can't figure out why you waited so late, though, because golfing season is kind of like going yeah, down I know. the tubes really fast yeah, right but now. I, I've got a ton of leaves in my yard, <laughs> and so every fall, I'm you know, with the uh, clock ticking, it gets darker, and yes, so you know, earlier. every day I was getting on work, and and then having to try and get go the, home, change your clothes, yeah, get the get leaves. Up spread out and you know so you know i no it i turned 66 i'll say that publicly and so uh you know yeah it, it was just time I, i've put in a lot of years to work and have the opportunity and i'm still healthy sandy's still healthy and you know the kids are out in colorado uh springs and we went out there for uh, fall break with them um took the family out there and had a great time and uh i didn't uh, didn't suffer altitude sickness going up to Pikes Peak on the Cog Train, which oh, is back that's neat. back open. Yes. Um, so, and the kids thoroughly loved it, and uh, we had a great time. And so, hopefully, be doing some more traveling. You know, I want to follow in Randy and Eleanor Danielson's footsteps. Just you know, travel, very good. go see the kids, and and still do my county commissioner um, stuff and help. Help make the county better. That's always been my um, goal. I have no hidden agendas. Um, I just want to help people and, and try to help people. Um, I know I probably tick some people off, but if you're not doing it, then you don't tick people off. Um, it's you know, very difficult to make everybody happy. It very, very well is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, happy to have the opportunity to come in here. I thank you and Rusty for having uh, us have in uh, every week, every month. Uh, we get to come in and talk about uh, what happened at the county commissioners, and uh, we're trying to do our best. Well, we're really glad to have you. Thank, Thank you. you for taking the time to come in and be with us this morning. You bet.
All right. And Rusty? good luck with the Thanksgiving tree, Rusty. Maggie is <laughs> I was, Maggie is out buying one yeah, as we speak. I'm sure. uh, I was going to say we'll have the Mike Burroughs tree in here. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <laughs> next time you come in, uh, we'll we'll decorate. What, what will we put on it? Like mm. little. Well, you got to have Chicago Cubs and the okay. Bears yeah. and the A Colts golf clubs and golf clubs and golf balls. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to have any haircutting no, supplies. No, no haircutting no, supplies. No brushes, combs, or anything like that. No. So. Okay. No. <laughs> well, you could have some wax, maybe. <laughs> there you go. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Mike. Uh, we have a break to take, and we have nothing to give away. Sorry. I'll work on that So we'll, we'll give absolutely nothing <laughs> to caller number four. Call, no, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> no. Kidding. Don't call. Jim will scream at you if you call. <laughs> no, but, he'll scream at you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Please don't call caller number four. Uh, anyway, let's go to break. We'll be right back. High school sports fans, this is IHSAA Commissioner Paul Nidig. And I'd like to introduce you to new Assistant Commissioner Brian Lewis. Thank you, Paul. I can't tell you how excited I am to be part of the team. We know you're going to excel in your role. High school sports have been a huge part of your life. That's right. I played high school sports, I coached high school sports, and I was an athletic director. You truly lived high school sports. Tell the fans why they're so important to you. Because high school sports are education-based athletics. And as a former teacher, I know firsthand how effective they are in teaching lessons outside of the classroom. Real life lessons. 100%. They teach teens how to overcome adversity. How to work hard. How to get better every single day. Absolutely. And I think most importantly, how to be part of a team. Well, Brian, welcome to our team. This is your team. This is your community. This is your IHSAA. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves of the Black Forest will be performed this weekend at Plymouth High School. Shows are Friday at 6.30 p.m., Saturday at 2 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. Doors open 30 minutes before each show for festival seating. Tickets are $4 for children 12 and younger and $5 for everyone else. Face masks are required inside the high school and auditorium. Come see Snow White and the Seven Dwarves of the Black Forest this weekend. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. Your hometown station. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA.
something strange that is in your field. Who are you gonna call? Crop testers! An invisible foe messing up your yield. Who are you gonna call? Crop testers! I ain't afraid of no pests. I ain't afraid of no pests. The phone lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Making your yield drop. Who you gonna call? Crop dusters. Crop dusters. That's a different one, Rusty. Why not? Very good. Kind of keeping with the season. Kind of interesting. <laughs> keeping with the season. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, a couple of things. Um, details have not been released yet for Bob Reed's uh, funeral arrangements, but it will be at the Johnson Danielson Funeral Home. So that part I know. also want to remind folks that the Plymouth Optimus Club is going to be selling tenderloins and French fries for $10 this Saturday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the Centure Bank parking lot. This is their final college scholarship fundraiser for this year. Don't forget, it's also time to clean out the closet and get those coats out of the closet. They are definitely looking for winter coats to help keep people warm. Uh, They will be collecting coats from now until, I think it's, yeah, the 17th of November. So we have a box here in the radio station. Um, They do ask that you please bring... Um, clean, in decent shape winter coats uh, here. Gently worn uh, winter coats. You can drop them off here at WTCA. You can also drop them off at Oliver Ford and a number of other locations um, in and around the area, including the Pilot News. So do that. Don't forget also uh, shoe collections. Might want to check and make sure there are no small children in the Inside coat. the coats? Yeah, because <laughs> the boxes are big enough that you uh, yes. can put a small child Definitely. in a coat in there. So just make sure you check so you got your kids out of there. They may, may find Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also want to remind everybody coming up, uh, the Plymouth High School is going to host live in person on Veterans Day, November 11th, a program in the Varsity Gym. The morning begins at 7.30 with bre- breakfast for veterans. Uh, or, yeah, veterans. Um, and then there is a ceremony in the gymnasium. We are planning to carry that live at 9 o'clock. Thanks for that warning. <laughs> it was in the article I did about that, too. Yeah, I saw it, and I was going to talk to you about that because it's... yeah okay it's difficult yeah yeah. but we're going to do our best to to help out um so that and then don't forget uh if you are interested in going to the annual marshall county extension meeting that is going to be held on november the 22nd tickets need to be purchased by this friday in the purdue extension office in the county building so get that taken care of all right i think I was just checking out. I got this other thing. Sweetheart dance at the high school is going to be on November the 13th. I know Emma went and got her dress for the sweetheart dance. So I was wondering when it was going to happen. Oh, well. Now I know a little bit. Yeah, I I never went to a sweetheart dance. 
But we didn't have them. Back in my day, we actually had the Sadie Hawkins dance. Right. Yes. And that was a little bit earlier. That was where the girl asked. October. Yes, the girl asked. And then they changed that to the Morp after that, which is prom backwards. Yeah. And, And it was... Sadie Hawkins dance was a a dress down dance. Yeah. You know, you kind of yeah. went like a farmer or something. Yeah. Um yeah. but then but then we also had I don't know what club did it, but we had a Christmas dance. I don't remember. Cuz I can that. remember a Christmas dance too and then you had the prom, but I never got yeah. invited. But now I now I got I have an idea at least of when Emma's going to the dance. Nobody ever invited me. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Yeah, no, nobody liked me. Um, tomorrow, at this point, tomorrow, it is open form. Okay. Um, uh, no, it's not. Laura Mann's going to be with yeah. you. Yeah. She says she has a guest. She's bringing in oh. Beyonce. So. Oh, uh, okay. Well, good Well, deal. maybe not. It, it could be Beyonce or Mick Jagger. We're still working on the, uh. Okay. On the, uh, logistics there. And then so on Friday, uh, we're going to have the assistant principal from the Lincoln Junior High because this weekend they're doing the Lincoln Leeds. I'll put that story back up. Um, Lincoln Leeds, that's where the students and the staff get involved in working out in the community. And they, this Saturday, they want to rake leaves for disabled and elderly people, oh. especially in the area around the junior high. But they, they will transport, too. Yeah. Um, and so and they have they have. They need more yards, so um, I'll put that information out. You, if you hear this and and you are interested in having somebody help you or come and rake your yard, and you are elderly or disabled or definitely in need of assistance, uh, call the neighbor or call the Lincoln Junior High, and and get set up for that. Sunshine Society put on the Christmas dance. (gasps) There you go. I I was a member of Sunshine too. You think I would have remembered that? <laughs> well, thank you to the texter for yes, thank making, you, uh, Kathy. <laughs> you know, the older wow. you get, the less I, you remember. Wow, I. Uh, Rusty, what did you have for dinner last night? Oh, actually, because I cooked it, I've oh. been. I, I need to bring it in. Yes, I made a gigantic um, pot of ham, uh, cheeseburger soup. Oh, and nobody ate it. <laughs> Other than me. So um, I got a ton of really good cheeseburger soup that I should bring in here to distribute amongst uh, us. But I obviously, if I'm walking, I'm not going to carry a gigantic. Yeah, it'd be kind of like, why is he carrying a big pot there? Yeah. So I'm uh, trying to think. I'm trying to remember what I had. Oh, frozen pizza. (laughs) It was a bad night in our house. Okay. Um, well, Dan and Crystal had a basketball game to go to, a little, like, out of the zone. And so it was late for dinner. And so, and I had, I, I did go to the school board meeting last night. Um, and I will report on that because I got out of the school board meeting in time to catch a little bit of the plan commission and then the board is a, the Plymouth BZA meeting, too. So I hit three meetings last night, but I was tired and decided not to write anything after yeah. I finish my last story so i'll work on that good today very good okay um somebody wants to know what's cheeseburger soup well that's my yes. secret recipe I, I, i'll bet it has hamburger and cheese in it you know you might be right but then again you might not 
does it have cheddar cheese soup in it? I do. I, I did see a can well, of no, cheddar no, no, cheese no. soup. I make it all from scratch. I get really? all the ingredients myself wow. and put it all together. Does it have a little onion in there? Yeah. A little tomato? No. Okay. Why would you have tomato in cheeseburger Because you put a tomato on a cheeseburger? What? I put mayonnaise and tomato on my cheeseburger. put tomato in a cheeseburger soup. What is that? What is that about? I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's good. My kids, the reason I made it was because everybody in the house asked me to make it again after I made it a couple of weeks ago. And I try not to do the same thing all the time. But it sounded good to me. It's like. Sunday, lasagna. I woke up Sunday oh. morning and I said, I'm having lasagna tonight. So that's what we had. But um, it sounded good to me. So I went and, and I had most of the ingredients, put it together. Nobody ate it. I'm like, Does it have a bun in it? <laughs> you know, a cheeseburger well, has a bun. There is the equivalent of the bun. But Ooh, not, interesting. Well, I mean, it's not. If I were on chopped, I'd be a deconstructed bun okay. would be the, uh, the <laughs> term I would use to talk about it. Um, it's real simple. It doesn't take long. You just throw it all together. It's really very easy. Um, the hardest part is chopping the vegetables. So. Um, well, what you don't have vegetables in in a cheeseburger. But you have vegetables in soup. Okay, here's the best cheeseburger soup recipe. Do you put bacon in it? No, I did like not. Because like a put, bacon I cheeseburger? I could, but I did not. You can do all kinds of things in it. I just, that that was what I decided to, well, to make last night. Okay, potatoes, carrots, onions, garlic, water, beef, blue. No, 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 no. Salt, beef, no, milk, no, flour, no, Velveeta. no, 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 no. <laughs> Fresh ingredients. The vegetables are... Anyway, I've just gotten to the point where I can't eat anything out anymore. If I'm not at a restaurant where I'm sitting down with a knife and fork, I can't eat it anymore. Or my I pay for it for days. <laughs> so uh, I've made up my mind. And that and the fact that if I eat more than just a little bit, once again, I, I don't know what it is, but I think God's telling me, Cut down on your portions and stop eating all the so uh, all the bad stuff. Yeah. Yes. So I've gotten to that age. Does it have potatoes in it? Yeah. Okay. That's the so deconstructed that's the, bun. That's the okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to get you on chopped. No, we don't because I can't. I I can't do anything under pressure. I can't cook I, it. I, I, um, yeah, yeah. Pressure. You know. <laughs> and chopped, it's always uh, okay. Uh, open your baskets. Yes. Self. I've been watching a lot of Chopped Lace lately. And in those baskets is a dead mouse, four bicycle tires, oh, there was and a can of oil. In the one they did just the other night, <laughs> it was a foot play on football. So it was football, football-themed type yeah. food or whatever. And in the one basket, they had pig skin. Oh, yeah. A big old yeah. sheet of yeah. pig skin. And like, yeah. what do you do? With That's my skin. point. There's uh, no chance in the world. You know, you you get it. You get this jar of poison, three old chains, <laughs> and some soup. Go. You know, make an entree. <laughs> wow. I don't know what I'm going to use for the protein mm. here. I think the I think we can change the chain into a nice protein. I'm like, you know what? I yeah, I couldn't do chop. 
no chance. But yeah, cheeseburger soup was delicious. Ooh, this one says make bun croutons. Cube yeah, up sesame seed yeah. buns and cook them on a baking yeah. sheet in the oven for a few oh, yeah. minutes. Watch them so they don't burn. See, what I found out from watching the Food Network and everything else is that it really doesn't take any extra time to do everything fresh. I mean, I don't ever yeah, buy bag french fries anymore it doesn't oh take any extra really? time no it doesn't take any extra time it takes extra muscle muscle i mean do you peel your potatoes or do you just it depends wash them and... if, I, if i'm in a hurry no, no. i don't yeah. peel them but if i'm not in a hurry because sometimes the potato peel gives it a little bit extra right you know, crunch or flavor yeah, yeah but and no, that's got I'm, the healthy that's supposed to be the healthy piece for you really is the right? skin more so but yeah it, it, that's the one thing i've learned is that it doesn't really take any extra time to do most of this stuff i mean granted you're not working on it you're not standing in the kitchen right. when you throw something in the microwave for <laughs> an hour and a half but you know it, it really doesn't take any extra time uh, to just do it, and I like it's kind doing of it. Sounding good. I, yeah. I don't know. I may have no, to. No, you'd like that. I may have to look this up. No, you'd like it. You would. I'm just not a big vegetable person, so well, there's, there's no peas in of, there, is there? No, there's not okay. a lot of vegetables in it. Okay. And it's just carrots and potatoes, and okay, um, that's good. I use celery and I use onion. That's um, okay as long as it's little pieces. Right, and you 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 know so you saute can't see, all that. It's see in my house. Um, the onion, I just use the dry flakes and put in Oh, no, no, no. Cut I up make. the onion. I, I don't like onion very well. Uh, cut up the onion. <laughs> cut it up. It'll, Maybe it'll I need get... to grow up. Well, you know, <laughs> if you don't like the onion, you can cut it in tiny yeah, little pieces. Yeah, that's what I pieces. have. Yes. Little you don't have of... to cut it in these long strips. No, I don't like that in my food either. Okay. But, you know, cut it up into, it gives it a nice flavor, a little, little aromatic. You can smell it. It just... My kids love onion. They want well, onion and everything. Good. They love sauteed onion. They want me to always do that for hot dogs oh, and sausages. And really I gotta, I gotta saute the onions. So, wow. uh, you're a pretty cool dad to well, take when, that time to saute the onions. Well, when we do hot dogs, it's like you know I could boil them and throw them on a bun, but <laughs> or nuke them in the microwave. Yeah, it's like no, I want to actually give them something, something that yeah. makes it not just. Boiled hot dog on a bun. Yeah, you know. So it's like my my gift to them. You're poor and we're eating hot dogs, but I'm going to make it special for you. Wow. All right. Well, now you've got me intrigued. Okay. Do it. It's not, it's, Kathy, it's incredibly easy to. It might be a good weekend, you know, Saturday on the stove in a big pot yeah. and yeah no it's um it's really good and it's really easy um to make cool so give it a try you know the worst you're out is that you chopped a bunch of vegetables i mean you know and you got your exercise you got yeah, your there moves you go. in oh i'm not supposed to exercise for over three months remember oh Oh, that I guess my arm doesn't. Matter. Yeah, your arm would be okay. I think. I think they're talking well, about maybe, maybe like big uh, lifts or something. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say maybe power lifting would be out of the question for you. But uh, anyway, all right, all we, right, guys, we are past time now. We don't have any birthdays, so we'll just skip through that. Get your birthdays to us, and we will have you eligible for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Guess what? Got no anniversaries either. So get them here. We will wish you a happy anniversary, and you'll be eligible for 
50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. We do have trading post items. Woohoo! Got a couple of good ones. Let's you want a go uh, golf cart? This is a pole cart. 15 bucks. Uh, 936-7725. 936-7725. Also, um, this weekend, gifts galore. Holiday market. It's Saturday. Um, from 8.30 to 4 at the Webster Center in Plymouth. Crafts, gifts, just anything Christmas. So, uh, a Christmas tree? A Thanksgiving tree? Call 574 780 6182 or 574 850 4612 for more information. And that is the trading post for today. And so that is our show. I'm looking at these recipes. Um, and they do, like this one right here uses chicken broth. Do you use broth, add broth to your soup? Oh, heavens. No, you don't. Yes, you always well, okay. use broth. Well, would you use chicken broth or beef broth? Um, I've used both. Because if you're depends. cooking hamburger, it's I like... know. That, that was, okay, I used that last night. Okay. In the past, I've used beef broth. Last night, I thought, well, maybe I'll try the chicken broth. It sounds interesting. Um, so I used it. It, it was... It gives it a little bit different. Which would you recommend? They both have positive aspects to it. I think I would recommend the beef. Okay. Because I like beef flavor. Mm -hmm. um, chicken I only use, well, like when I make uh, uh, Italian sausage soup, I'll use uh, chicken. Um, pork and and... Everything except beef, I will use chicken broth for. Okay. Uh, usually with beef, I always use beef broth. Okay. It's like tonight, I'm making chicken and noodles. I'll use chicken, chicken broth. broth. Yes. And then chicken, I'll make gravy to go in it too. So it's got to be thick. Oh, that's, yes. That's Maggie's insistence. I, I do the noodles and broth so they have that chickeny flavor and then just a little broth with gravy and it makes wow. it thick. and. Mm. Got to do the chicken separate, and yeah, it's... <laughs> I did make beef and noodles, not this past weekend, the weekend before I made beef and noodles. See, my my family doesn't, they're not big beef and noodles, but they could suck down chicken noodles forever. Yeah, so uh, I got, my youngest is like, it's hamburger, cheeseburger soup and, and chicken and noodles. It's all I ever, well, occasionally uh, sloppy joe. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did something Joe's recently, too. Yeah. Yep. All right, everybody. Bye. Back tomorrow. Laura Mann will be with me. She says she's got a guest. I don't know. I guess we'll find out if she's got a guest or not. So, uh, anyway, talk to you tomorrow. WTCA Plymouth. Always the best music. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. It was a long night for New Jersey elections officials still counting the votes in the race for governor. Democrat Phil Murphy and his Republican challenger Jack Chatterelli are still in a dead heat. We've been up and down this state talking about the issues that matter. Murphy is staying positive. When every vote is counted and every vote will be counted, we hope to have a celebration. Some early polls had Murphy ahead by up to double digits. A Republican